you ready to rock, boys and girls? Behold, it's the single greatest thing on earth. Are you listening to me? It's the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Ow. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Ow. Ow. Presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Coming to you. From this Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios, this is Nashville Sports Radio. Morning, everybody. Happy Friday. John Burton, Pat and Cook. We are here. It is a championship Friday. We got the uh, AFC and NFC championship games coming up on Sunday. We've got Tennessee at Vanderbilt tomorrow in men's basketball. Big win for the Preds last night, 3-2 at Minnesota. Gutty, physical, tough game by the Preds. They dig it out. You know, the Stars showed up. Forsberg, Yossi. So good on the Preds for getting that win on the road as they start another three-game road trip. Pat, good morning. How you doing, pal? Doing very good, John. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, man. What's new? Uh, (laughs) Off air. (laughs) Anyway, uh, well, a bit of a bit of housekeeping. We were supposed to be at Roy's meat service this morning in East Nashville. Uh, we had to postpone that because uh, our guest picker for picking with the pickers and Mr. Roy were both uh, under the weather, so they were not able to participate. Plus, we got some other stuff going on. So we are in studio uh, today. There will be no picking with the pickers today. Um, although you and I, we'll, we're going to talk about the championship sure. games and we'll, we'll make our picks, you yep. know, we'll, 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 we'll do a condensed version, I guess, thereof. So, uh, just wanted to get that out the way, but, uh, great to have you with us. Another mild January Friday here in the, in the beautiful music city. And of course the big story, Brian Callahan, new head coach of the Titans introduced formally yesterday at Ascension St. Thomas sports park. I did not go, um, Pat and you and I were taping the podcast and it ran a little late. So um, I didn't have time to get over there. And, you know, I was wearing a hoodie and, and sweatpants. And I didn't think that was appropriate for me to go strolling in there and be like, yo, what's up? Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I listened to it and uh, a stark contrast from our previous head coach. Not not a lot of the uh, bravado and swagger uh, yeah. that, that Mike Vrabel brought, but Listen, did he win the press conference yesterday, in my opinion? Not necessarily, but he certainly didn't lose it. I like the fact that he wasn't afraid to let his emotions out. You could tell this was an exciting time for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he was a little nervous. I mean, this is a, this is a big undertaking. You're 39 years old. You're, you're about to realize your dream of becoming an NFL head coach. And I thought a lot, and we're going to play a lot of what he had to say yesterday coming up here uh, throughout the show. And uh, John Glennon from the Believe in Titans podcast and, of course, NHL.com, where he covers the Preds. Uh, he's going to join us at 1025. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, mostly Titans, but some Preds. We'll get some Preds talk in there, too. I like the fact that he was appreciative of where he came from. I like the fact that he talked about how he knew right from the start it was going to be a great fit with him, Rand Carthon, and Amy Adams-Strunk. Now, hopefully that's not just lip service, right? Right. 
hopefully, because listen, what is what is Amy preached? Collaboration. Why is Mike Vrabel not here? Collaboration or lack thereof, it would appear. And now you got Brian Callahan, a guy who understands his role. I'm the coach. And we talked about this yesterday. Rand Carthon understands his role. He gets the bump, executive vice president and general manager. So he's going to put, you know, he's going to be in charge of that coaching staff. He's going to be in charge of putting this roster together. And it's, it, you know, it's his show now. And Amy Adams Strunk is going to do what good executives do, delegate. You guys got this. I'll chime in when necessary. Go. Build me a championship team. You coach. You build the roster. Let's go. And so, you know, I thought it was refreshing the fact that uh, a guy like Callahan was 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 so humble and appreciative of this opportunity. And I think hopefully the fans picked up on that too. You're you're sure. you know, one of the biggest Titans fans I know. What did you think of uh, Callahan's press conference yesterday? Uh, to your point, very different uh, from Vrabel to now Callahan. That's going to take some getting used to because it's just different personalities. Yep. Not as much of a striking figure. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Callahan wasn't a outside linebacker in the NFL right. for, for 10 years. <laughs> he so, didn't catch touchdown passes no. from Tom Brady in Super Bowls. <laughs> but the emotion was something I, that was my, my main takeaway because mm-hmm. As much as the Titans wanted uh, Brian Callahan, they talked about it. Miss Amy said the first conversation they had, they felt like this was the guy, him and Rand, chopping it up, talking player, uh, kind of scouting. Mm-hmm. But from what it seems like, Brian wanted it more than the Titans. And yeah, he said within a couple of minutes after talking with Amy and Rand, it was like, let's go. I want to I do this. I want to be here. Guys, gals, listen to me. I love you. And I know a lot of you are walking around this morning or in your car right now going, who's this Brian Callahan guy? Why isn't Mike Vrabel still the head coach of the Tennessee Titans? Well, there are a lot of reasons for that. But to me, the main reason is under the current structure, the way things are structured and the way Amy Adams Strunk wants things to be structured, Mike Vrabel did not want to be here. Now you got a guy that wants to be here. Can he coach? We'll find out. Right. And we'll, you know, we're coach Callahan. If you're listening, we're with you. Win or tie. <laughs> tie is subject to, you know, how, how the game goes. Right? right. And if it, if it doesn't work out, we'll sit here on this show or wherever we are <laughs> and send, and we'll say, Hey, it didn't work out bad hire, but he wants to be here. Tennessee, Nashville Titans fans. You got a guy that wants to be here. Whereas the previous guy, he wanted to be here under certain conditions. How about that? Sure. You know, certain provisions were met. He wanted to be here. And I'm not ripping on Vrabel. You know, I'm not knocking him. He is, you know, he has a right to want what he wants and 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 make whatever demands he wants. But under this current structure, at least you got a guy that wants to be here. Fair? Absolutely. And kind of, I can't remember the exact phrase they use, but hunting... Uh, at the same time and hunting together yeah. and to, uh, whatever they use that a couple of times. That makes sense. I mean, uh, there were little breadcrumbs about, you know, yeah, um, yeah we're going to work together. Right. We're going to collaborate. And maybe that's a little bit of a dig at the previous. Yeah, maybe uh, that didn't happen last time. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, but that was something they used more than once. So for me, that was something they wanted to drive home. And uh, with the structure, the way it is, even though Rand has all the power, it seems like, the two are going to be lockstep on how they want to build this roster. And that's, that's what you need. You, you don't need, uh, 
inner battles uh, mm-hmm. throughout the organization because NFL football is tough enough. Last exactly. thing you need it is, is hard to win in this league. Last thing you need is your guys fighting each other exactly. on how to build a roster. So exciting uh, day yesterday. Wasn't really sure what to expect. I thought he did pretty good. Yeah, uh, considering all things, but I mean, he stood up there for nearly forty-five minutes yeah. to answer questions. Rain didn't take any questions, so I got to give uh, Callahan a lot of credit. Stood up there. I thought he handled pretty much every question uh, pretty well, and mm-hmm. uh, he's <laughs> here. He is the uh, head coach of the Titans. All right. Well, let's uh, let's give a listen in case you missed it or you want to hear it again. Uh, here, like I said, we're going to be playing large chunks of uh, his press conference throughout the two hours. Uh, that we're with you today. We're with you till 11 a.m. Here is uh, Brian Callahan, the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans, his opening remarks at yesterday's press conference. Is that good? Um, you know, you don't get to these places uh, in front of rooms like this with, with incredible people um, sitting here watching this um, without a lot of help along the way. And so I want to make sure that I, that I point out the people that, that have done that. Um, and most importantly... Uh, there's, you're going to have to bear with me because it might be a little more difficult than, than I thought it was before I got up here. Um, this really is a lifelong dream of mine to, to be standing uh, at this podium in front of everybody here. Uh, to be a head coach at the highest level, uh, to be um, this franchise's head coach uh, is, an, is a great responsibility and an incredible honor. Uh, I'm excited to put in the work and hard work necessary Uh, for us to be able to have the success that we all envision. There's great things about Nashville, and there's great things about the Tennessee Titans, and part of my job is to make sure that we bring all those things to life. I'd like to thank first and foremost uh, Amy, Kenneth, and Barclay uh, for giving me this opportunity to run this historic franchise in partnership with you. Uh, Again, it's an incredible responsibility that I do not take lightly, uh, and it's one that I'm deeply appreciative for. Uh, From the moment of our first Zoom meeting, uh, I felt an unbelievable connection uh, to the the people in the room. And that was, uh, as Rand mentioned, uh, Anthony Robertson, Chad Brinker, um, Rand, Carthon was in there, uh, Burke was in there, Bryce was in there. Um, Just the connection from the get-go was was incredible. And I knew that it was going to be a place that I wanted to call home. It felt like that from the very beginning. Um, I'm thankful that they felt the same way. Uh, I, was, I was about to uh, make an impassioned plea to RAN uh, as our meeting was concluding on Monday uh, evening, and it turns out I didn't have to do that. Uh, they wanted me about as, exactly the same way that I wanted them. Uh, and that, everything felt right. The relationships felt right. The energy felt right. Uh, and when I was walking around the building, uh, and we had opportunities to meet people from different parts of, of, of the organization. Uh, it was an incredible feeling. It felt like a family. Uh, I've been fortunate to be a part of an incredible organization in Cincinnati uh, that felt very similar, uh, and, I've, and it was comfortable to me to feel that. Uh, there's, there's unbelievable people here. I haven't met all of them, and I can't wait to meet, meet everybody that works in this organization. But, man, if you guys could feel the way I felt after that first Zoom meeting, I was about to call Rand and be like, all right, man, let's get it done. I, want to, I don't care what anybody, you can talk to whoever you want to, but I want it done now. Um, and that's how I felt. It was very important to me uh, that this is the place that I want it to be. And I, again, I'm very thankful that they felt the same way. Um, I do want to point out, um, really most importantly, though, that there was an instant connection uh, with Rand and I. And it, we see building a team, 
uh, we see the culture of the building uh, the same. And that's an important part uh, of this entire process. Uh, his energy and passion for the Tennessee Titans made me believe in him. Uh, and that's what made me want to be here standing in this room. And I'm, again, thankful that I get to be here because a lot of that is because of what Rand uh, presented as we started this process. He's an excellent communicator, and he's an outstanding person. Uh, he's earned my respect immediately, and Rand, I can't wait to get going. Um, I do want everyone to know that this has felt like a family to me from the start, and that's one of the most important things to me uh, is my family. And so when you talk about that, there's a quote from Jurgen Klopp. I didn't want to just rip it off and present it as my own, but he, he had said it at one point. He's a soccer coach at Liverpool. He said, when you agree on a common idea and work towards it together, uh, you can create something very special. And that's what I believe in. That's what we'll do here. Um, that, to me, is, is what this is all about, and there is no ability to have success without those principles. All right, I would like to thank the Cincinnati Bengals organization. Mike Brown, uh, who is one of, probably one of the greatest men that I've ever met. Um, I'll get it together in a second, don't worry. Uh, Katie and Troy Blackburn, their daughters Elizabeth and Caroline, uh, and Duke Tobin and his staff. Uh, they gave me an incredible opportunity to grow, and, and they were patient, and they invested in me, uh, and I'll forever be grateful for that. The, <clears throat> the next one, again, you can see <laughs> You can see how much these people mean to me. I'll get it together. All right. Uh, and then probably most importantly, uh, Zach Taylor. Uh, he's a great friend. Uh, he's been an incredible mentor. And he's a fantastic football coach. Thank you for everything. All right. Thank you to the players and the coaching staff. Uh, obviously, without an incredible amount of hard work, I don't get to stand here. And there's a lot of people that go into that, staff, players, um, particularly the quarterback room, Joe Burrow, Jake Browning. Uh, those guys uh, are, are, I'm incredibly indebted to. Uh, I wish I could list the whole team, uh, but I can't. We'll be here too long. You guys will get bored. Uh, but I loved working with those players every day. Uh, there's, there's, there's something special about where I came from. Uh, that I hope to replicate here. I think you can see it uh, and how I feel when I speak about it, uh, but I love going to work every single day there. And that's the environment we're going to create here. I want a place where people love coming to work, they enjoy everybody they're around, and that creates an environment that's sustainable and you can have sustained excellence and have a chance to win uh, a lot of football games. And so that's what we're after. I would like to thank probably most importantly uh, than anybody else in this room, uh, my wife, Allison, who's standing right here, sitting right here. Uh, she's everything I could ever ask for in a partner. Uh, this, is a, this is a difficult profession, uh, and I wouldn't be here today, and I couldn't do my job uh, if it wasn't for her. Uh, to my two wonderful children, thank you for being good today. Uh, uh, Nora, right here, and Ronan, right there. You say hi, bud. Yep. <laughs> All right. And there's a lot of people that I don't get to say here um, that, have, that have invested in my career and invested in me. 
uh, that are hugely important into in me getting to this, this, this point in my career. But uh, I apologize, I can't list everybody again, but thank you to everybody who's ever invested in me, who spent time with me, who's helped me grow. Uh, I'm very appreciative for all that time and effort. I'd like to thank my parents, uh, Bill and Val. They are not here today. Uh, they're watching somewhere on the stream. Um, they've been the most influential people in my life. Um, they've been my biggest supporters, uh, and they've given me an incredible amount of confidence. They've shown me the type of love and nurturing uh, that allowed me to be the person I am today. Uh, and there's nobody that, that I'd, I'd lean on more at any point in my life than, than both of them. Uh, they've been the single most greatest influence I've ever had. Um, and thank you for the love and support. Uh, just a couple people in my family I'd like to point out. Uh, <clears throat> uh, my brother Danny, his wife Susie, uh, my sister Catherine, her husband Chris, their kids Liam and Evelyn, my youngest sister Jackie, and my family means everything to me. I love you guys. Thank you for everything. Uh, my in-laws, Connie and Jack, my brother-in-law, Jack, his wife, Sherry, along with their three kids, uh, Jack, Navy, and Wells. That's a lot of Jacks in there, for those of you who are counting. Um, thank you for all the love and support as well. All right, there's two people here that I'd like to recognize. Um, but first, my, my high school coaches at De La Salle High School in Concord, California. It's a place that I'm incredibly proud to have gone, incredibly proud to be a part of, um, and specifically Bob Laddister and Terry Edson, uh, who are not here today, uh, but hopefully they're watching this. Uh, thank you for showing me uh, what commitment to hard work was uh, and what it meant to be a part of a team. Uh, I'd like to have special recognition for Mark Pinella, his wife Sue, uh, his daughters Francesca and Sophia, who are sitting somewhere, they're here somewhere. Mark and Sue are right here in the front. Uh, Mark was my quarterbacks coach in high school. Uh, he is a Franklin resident uh, here today, uh, and he helped raise me into the man that I am standing right in front of you. The last one I'd like to point out uh, is Patrick Walsh. Patrick Walsh is currently the head coach uh, at Sarah High School in San Mateo, California. Uh, he gave me my first coaching and teaching job in 2008, uh, and so I felt like it was important that he be here for this. He came all the way from California, uh, took the red eye last night to, to be here, so thank you. Um, he's one of my closest friends and incredible mentors. And again, I would not be, how, be sitting here in front of you uh, without his love, support, and guidance, and he's always been there for me. Thanks, P-Dub. Yep. All right, moving on to past the emotional stuff here. I'm glad that's over. Um, what we're trying to do here is establish a culture of high standards and clear communication, both on and off the field meetings, walkthroughs, practices, how we interact in the building, how we work in, the, in the, fr the front office, how our scouts work, how our players work, how everybody in this building works. Everyone's going to be held to a high standard. We want to be held to a high standard. I've never met a player in football that doesn't want to be held to the highest possible standard so we can go make that happen and get it done. There's going to be excitement to walk into this building every day. You guys saw how emotional I got talking about Cincinnati. Well, that's how I want our players and people to feel here. When you walk in the building every day, there's an incredible excitement about what's ahead. Anybody who deals with our players, the expectation is to bring Ryan great energy, Williams have great experience, and have great expertise. We want everyone who affects them to be able to have that enthusiasm and our shared vision. We're going to be a connected football team. We're going to be a connected organization. I believe in it. If you don't have a connection, it's really hard to do anything of worthwhile. 
The business of this sport really is all about people and relationships. And so if we don't have any sort of connection, there's really no point in us doing our jobs the way we do it. This is what makes it fun. This is what I enjoy the most, is being able to be connected with the people that I work with every single day. All right. Everyone wants to be something, wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. That's what makes this sport special. That's what makes sports in general special. But if you're part of something bigger than yourself, you sacrifice for the greater good. You give up some of your individual successes and aspirations so we can lift the team. And there's been that, that trait goes from high school through pro football. Every, every team I've been on that's been great has had those traits. And it's a critical part of building a great football team. Being a great teammate, playing hard for each other, helping everyone around them accomplish a greater goal uh, is the principles of what this program will be built on. Those are the things that we're ready to accomplish as a football team, as an organization. I cannot wait to get started. These are the things uh, that I, I enjoy this part, but the work is really what I enjoy the most. And so I can't wait to get going. I can't wait to see our players. Uh, for all those guys out there watching, I can't wait to meet you. Please come see me. My door's open. Uh, I can't wait to start building our relationship so we can go, uh, go win a bunch of football games and have a lot of success. All right, that's Brian Callahan's uh, opening remarks from his press conference yesterday. We're late for a break. We'll come back and uh, react to it next. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team from any seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, Prize Picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. 
Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for details. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I don't believe Bravel wants to be a part of this, and so I think... Amy Adams Strunk decided, well, it's time to move on. I, you know, that was a gangster-like move to say, all right, you know what? I don't want to I don't want to employ somebody that doesn't want to be here. Goodbye. If they have another season like they did this mm-hmm. year, he's gone he's anyway. He's gone anyway. No, wherever he goes now, he's got four to five years. Yes. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back live to the Strike and Spare Studios. Call or text at 615-844-5600. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. That's right, 615-844-5600. Love to hear from you on this Friday. Uh, We'll get back to more of uh, Bill Callahan's press conference uh, as we go through, again, John Glennon from the Believe in Titans podcast and uh, NHL.com covers the Predators. He... He will join us at 1025. Be good to hear from Johnny. He was at the uh, press conference uh, yesterday. Um, And we talked about it to open the show, Pat. And, you know, just I love the humility and the emotion that he showed. You know, it's I think it's important to get across to the fan base that, yeah, he's a coach and, you know, he's going to be heavily involved in a lot of things, but he's also a human being. He's also a husband, a father. And um, like I said, he just he really seem to get across that he wants to be here he he is he wants this opportunity so you know from that standpoint i'm excited for him i i I really hope it works out yeah and i I don't know uh, zach taylor a ton but it kind of gives me a similar vibes of zach taylor they're kind of the same guy i I remember dan horde said that earlier in the week the voice of the bengals when we had him on they, they seem like kind of the same guy and i can see why they work so well together for five years right you just kind of hear him talk and kind of how he goes about his business in Cincinnati and I, and see what you want. Last year, I think injury struck them a lot, but mm-hmm. Bengals have been one of the more steady organizations in the league since yeah. Joe Burrow has uh, entered that franchise. So, I would agree with that. If he, you know, if Burrow had started the season 100% healthy, they they definitely would have made the playoffs. Sure. There's no doubt. I mean, they almost did with right. Jake Browning. Yep, exactly. So it was uh it like I said, my expectations, I really wasn't sure what to expect just because it's not a guy like John Gruden where you've heard up and down the TV screen or even Mike Vrabel. You kind of know a little bit of his personality just from oh, yeah. kind of who he was as a player. Right. And, and here he was, his first press conference I thought was a good uh, precursor of what was going to happen. But it was uh, very personable, and I think for fans, they can maybe draw into that because uh, kind of something weird to talk about, John, maybe – the Vrabel Act was getting tiresome on some. Yeah, for, for me, it was. Uh, right. And I think for fans, you're listening to some of his answers and you're thinking, come on, Mike. I mean, we're not idiots. Well, it's okay if you're winning. Right. You know, if you're going to have that bravado and that, you know, whatever whatever air he had, and I get it. You know, a lot of people said, you know, he's, re- he, you know, he's a good guy. He's just, he likes to break, you know, what's. 
I get it, but you know, it just that 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 grew tired tiresome to me. Yeah, you know, I just. But when you look at speaking of Vrabel, how about this coaching hiring cycle is about to end, yeah. and right, you know, the music's getting ready to stop, and right now, Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick don't have chairs. We could go through a, the end of this hiring cycle. Right, we got two openings left. Right, mm-hmm. Seattle and Washington, not Seattle, Washington, right. but Seattle and uh, Seattle Seahawks and the Washington uh, Commanders. Like uh, my my guy Joe Beningo says in New York, yeah, freaking Commanders, bro. But anyway, these two could be on the outside looking in. That's pretty amazing. And you know, I listened to Boomer Esiason this morning on his show with Greg Giannotti, WFN in New York. You know, he brought up a good point because uh, actually Bill Cower was speaking about this. They were at a function last night with Bill Cower. Of course, Boomer does the NFL sure. Today with Coach Cower, and you know they're, they've gotten to be good friends. And he brought up a good point. Some of these teams may be thinking, okay, because you know the Falcons they hire Raheem Morris after they interviewed Belichick twice. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I would imagine Ben Johnson is probably going to get one of these two remaining jobs. Sure. It's just a matter of when. when is the Lions' season going to end. Like, if the Lions win on Sunday, they, they beat the 49ers in a championship game, I would imagine that Ben Johnson will probably be hired by one of these teams, mm-hmm. but he'll still coach in the Super Bowl. Sure. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like with the Eagles last yeah, year. Yeah, Ben Johnson is going to get one of these two jobs. So that, you know, maybe Seattle. Let's say Seattle. So that leaves Washington. So... Are they going to hire Belichick? Are they going to circle back and hire Belichick? I mean, you know, what was it? What's that guy's Canales that got the Panther yeah, Canales, job? Yeah. What's his first name? Brian or yep. yeah, Brian Can- Brian Canales? Raheem Morris? When you have Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick available? And Coach Cower saying this about Belichick, a lot of teams may be thinking, okay, does this guy really want to come in and build a team and win? Or does he want to just pile up wins so he can catch uh, Don Shula for the most wins all time? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, what what would it do to Bill Belichick not to get a job in this cycle? I know he was very keen. I mean, look at how many interviews he's taken. Right, I, he is very he, keen. He, on does, he wants a job. to coach exactly. He but, wants to keep working. He wants that's that's pretty clear. Maybe it's best for him to just take a year off. Yeah, and maybe for Vrabes too. I mean, what does this say about Vrabes that he has? Because every what did everybody say when the Titans fired him? Oh, he'll he'll get a job in yep. five minutes. Well, he's still out there. He he could. He might end up in Washington. He might up in end up in Seattle. But right now, I haven't heard any steam towards him getting anything. No, I haven't either. And if you would have told me that we'd be in this situation after the Titans let him go, I, I would have thought you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought the Patriots job was nailed down, and mm-hmm. then once you heard uh, L.A., Atlanta, other jobs, he. Met with the Carolina briefly before they hired their head. Coach. He wasn't taking that job. No. That was a that was a token interview. Exactly. Tepper so, didn't want him, and he didn't want Tepper. No, but I'm uh, I'm very surprised. I don't think either one of these guys are going to get the last two jobs. Doesn't feel like it, does it? No. And you know what? And you know what they're saying in New York now? Like all the pressure is going to be on Brian Dable in year three because if Belichick does not get a job and he sits out. And if the Giants have another bad year, a lot of people are saying, well, Dable could get shipped out and Belichick could come home to the Giants because Bill Belichick really became Bill Belichick in the 80s when he was the Giants defensive coordinator. 
you know, he, you know, he coached Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson and Leonard Marshall and Carl Banks. Mm. You know, they won two Super Bowls in four years, and he was the DC for both of those Super Bowl wins. You know, his defensive game plan against the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl 25 is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because the Buffalo Bills had that K gun with the. Uh, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, they were scoring, you know, they scored they were scoring points like it was nothing. Like they were way ahead of their time with their no huddle attack. And he basically said, All right, well, listen, Thurman Thomas can get what he wants. We're only going to rush two guys. We're going to rush two linemen and Lawrence Taylor. Everybody else stay back in coverage. Don't let anything get behind you. And when the receivers catch the ball, hammer the you know what out of them. <laughs> and it worked. Barely. Yeah. Because Norwood missed a 47 yard field goal at the gun. It, but it worked. So Bill Belichick really became Bill Belichick in the 80s with the Giants. And he, he has been on record saying he loves the organization. The Maris love him. So if Brian Dable poops the bed again this year, maybe he's out and they're saying, you know, Belichick could come home. So if I'm Brian Dable, I am doing everything in my power to have a great year this year and keep my job because that because if they struggle, if the Giants do, mm-hmm. that Bill Belichick shadow is going to be behind him uh you know, all season long. Well, and the, the New York media, I'm sure, will take very kindly. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're and, not they're not going to hype that up or drum no. that up or or you know ask Dable about it every damn press right. conference that he has yep. from now until the end of next year. Hey, let's go to phones real quick before we take another break. Jack joins us. Good morning, Jack. Hey, JB, you're at one of my favorite places in East Nashville. Yeah. Roy's is a Roy's is really great, and if it's on the lunch menu today. Get the meatloaf. Oh wow! Well, unfortunately, we're not there today. We had uh, a little bit. Of, we had to move some furniture around. We're in studio today. Uh, for those that are wondering uh, what Jack may be talking about, we were supposed to be at Roy's Meat Service today, broadcasting out in East Nashville. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting out there soon. I mean, I love meatloaf. My, you know, my mother made a mean meatloaf, Jack. Well. Tell you the truth, I'm not much for it, but the one that they make at Roy's, I can eat every day. There's, it's fabulous. Bro, there's nothing like a cold meatloaf, like the next day cold meatloaf sandwich between two slices of bread and some ketchup. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Talk to me. Well, listen, about about Belichick, and I guess to a certain extent by extension, Brable, Yeah. the best thing I heard, Stephen A. Smith is probably maybe almost a week ago now, talking about why no one is stepping up on Belichick. Mm-hmm. And essentially what he said was, first off, he told Robert Kraft that Tom was past his prime, couldn't play anymore. Kraft did not want to let him go, but he went along with it. Mm-hmm. And Tom turns around goes right down there, and you know what happens. Right. And in the meantime, every year, Belichick essentially running the whole thing by himself has just flown that airplane into the ground over and over and over. Right. And so a lot of people are looking around saying, why would I want to let myself in for this? Well, you, Jack, you make a great point because as great as a coach as Belichick has been, nine Super Bowls, six Super Bowl wins, he's been a below-average general manager, let's be honest. And he probably went into these job interviews saying, well, I want, I want all the power. And maybe Arthur Blank, you know, the Falcons owner, is thinking, well, maybe that's not such a good idea. Can you work with the people we have? And Bill probably said, no, I want to do it. And then that, that was probably the deal breaker, now that I think about it. Well, sure. I mean, would you have, pay the money it's going to take so you can have 
be the roaring success the Patriots have been for the last three years? I don't think so. Yeah, good point, I, Jack. I thought, I thought the interesting thing with Brian, the new coach, was when Ms. Adams talked about that, like herself, football was all they had grown up with because of their yep, dads. Exactly. And I, and I thought that really had to be a, a powerful simpatico between them. And it was just completely different having somebody that's just, you know, really just... <laughs> Rabel always hated those press conferences. You know, and he'd get yeah, snippy. I know. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean... I mean uh, you know, Listen, I, 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 I attended a lot of them. That, that was the vibe that I got, yeah. <laughs> man, I, I, you know, I don't know how y'all did it week after week. Yeah, it got old for me. I just kind of sat there and was like, all right, man, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, J- if, well, whenever whenever y'all reschedule, I'm telling you, JB, set it for a day. They got meatloaf on the menu, and you can thank me later. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Have a great weekend, all right? Okay, buddy. All right. 615-844-5600. More coming up. Nashville Sports Radio. And now NetPaint LLC is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit DAV.org and consider donating to the disabled U.S. veterans who need our help. This message is brought to you by NetPaint LLC, serving Nashville and the surrounding areas for 10 years. For all your residential, commercial, interior, and exterior painting needs, give the pros a call today at 615-608-4548. 615-608-4548. That's NetPaint LLC. They're professionals who care. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose. Healthy life. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800 That's 800 
You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. It's a Bill King show. Brad, when that news hit, how did you respond? What were your thoughts? I'm always thinking betting first, but from a historical aspect, you know, there used to be debate as far as who the greatest is. It Bear Bryant is it Nick Saban. To me, it's Nick Saban, and I'm not a guy that lives in the moment. I just think Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Welcome back live to the Strike and Spare Studios. Call or text at 615-844-5600. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. 615-844-5600. Nashville Sports Radio with you on a Friday. Our second to last football Friday, Patton. I mean, uh, technically, I guess next week, Friday is one, but we're, we're going to do break down the Pro Bowl. little flag football Yeah, a little flag football action, probably Dodge not. Bowl. Yeah, I mean, boy, I tell you what, the NFL season. Could be the last time we see Derrick Henry in a Titans helmet. That's right. That's right. He will be representing the Titans at the Pro Bowl. I don't and, even uh, know if they wear helmets. Anymore. No, they don't. I think they just wear like, you know, they just wear like jerseys and shorts and they just run around and, you know, I actually like it better than trying to do an that actual is- game. Like I said, back in the day, though, the Pro Bowl was a big deal because the winners got more money and, you know, they weren't making the kind of money that they make <laughs> now. And I mean, they were getting after it. Like Lawrence Taylor would be out there, you know, killing punters. Killing bitches. <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> oh, that was the guy for the uh, Redskins, a kid from Miami, the safety. Why, why can't I think of his name? Um, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, he, yeah, he beat, I think it was Brian Mormon who was the punter for the Bills. He, he killed it. But like, you know, like Lawrence Lawrence Taylor and them boys, they'd be out there like getting after it. Jerry Rice would be <laughs> running nine routes and ju- diving for balls and stuff because you know that was a nice little winner share that they got. So you know that they they were they were balling out there for real. You know, when I look at these two championship games, I really think the key in the Chiefs Ravens game is uh, a guy that they don't talk. Everybody talks about Mahomes and uh, you know. Kelsey, et cetera, et cetera, and for good reason. But to me, Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the key for the Chiefs. If they can establish some kind of running game and stay ahead of the chains and make keep the third downs manageable for Mahomes, that's going to be key. And I love the way Pacheco runs. Um, you know, he runs angry. He runs with a lot of force, a lot of power. Um, you know, if the, you saw what that defense did last week against C.J. Stroud. I mean, this this Baltimore defense is... Legit. It's not the 2000 Ravens, but they're damn good. And, you know, for Baltimore, I think you get a lead, get your crowd into it, get your defense going. Um, you got to get off the field on third downs. It's going to be a fascinating chess match, but I really think the Ravens have a distinct advantage because as good as Casey's defense is with my man Spags, I think the Ravens is a little bit better. I think they can get the one or two big plays, maybe a turnover here and there. Because last week, you know, the, 
the Chiefs were playing a, a Bills defense that was banged up. They had a guy that was just on the couch two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. he's in there trying to you know stop Kansas City's <laughs> offense. Mahomes was hit only once. He wasn't sacked. He didn't turn the ball over. Mahomes will get touched in this game. <laughs> okay, he will get hit. He will get touched, and he could. My, I could see him maybe turning the ball over once or twice. So, uh, I like the Ravens in this one, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a classic. And I think they match up pretty well. Uh, I thought the Chiefs did a nice job on Josh, Josh Allen and his legs. Of mm-hmm. course, he's not Lamar. No one is. But I think on that matchup, uh, you you wonder how they play him. Uh, the Titans have really only been the only team I've seen that have consistently played Lamar well. Yes. Granted, they beat them. And you know what they do? They string him out. Yeah. When he takes off and running, it's pretty simple. Make him run laterally. Don't let him get north and south. Mm-hmm. You know? Don't... Basically, string you know, string it out. Don't let him cut back because when he cuts back, especially up the seam, he's dangerous. And that's it's a simple formula, but yep. it works. And possibly a big addition uh, for the Ravens. Mark Andrews yeah, was, I was activated. Gonna say that. Yeah, uh, that's just, gonna be huge. Yeah, minutes ago, so that, that'll be so big he's, for him. He, he's he's up. He'll, presumably, he'll be up. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. And I, then again, speaking of likely, Isaiah likely is he's been a hell of a tight he's end. He's been terrific, him. man. So they he, they haven't missed a beat no. since Andrews has been down. So I think the Ravens have the advantage. I think they just got to go out and play their game. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want to see it for Lamar. Like I said, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if the Chiefs won, but I really want this for Lamar. Uh, let's take a break early because Dr. D is on the line and we want to talk about the NFC championship game. And I know he's ready to go with his Leos, his lions. So Dr. D you're up next. Stay with us. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's sports radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039. 615-844-1039 or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. 
So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now for today's winning cash three and cash four numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash three and cash four only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. All throughout their coaches, whether it's exotic smash, mouth, whoever you want to plug in here, down to the coordinators, was run the ball and stop the run. That's what the Titans have been about. The new head coach said something very, very different. DJ Damon, one more time. The, the teams that, that win the most games are generally the teams that pass the ball the best. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, putting the fun in dysfunctional. Speaking of the McFarlands, they are going to be on this afternoon from 2 to 4. And uh, they will have a very special guest, Tony Kemp, the former Vanderbilt baseball star, now an MLB free agent. Played most recently with the Oakland Athletics. Great kid. Love covering him. His girlfriend, now wife, uh, used to intern at News Channel 5. Lovely young lady. So um, uh, be good to catch up with Tony Kemp. Look forward to that. Right now, before we close out hour number one, it's back to the phones. Dr. D, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. And I'd say I'm, I'm getting more aggravated. But let me, let me go back in a time warp zone. Uh, do you remember when uh, ex-Titans defensive coordinator uh, made the Swartz be with you? Yes, Was the Lions head coach? Yes, of course. Got him to do the playoffs remember, one year, correct? I'm sorry? He got him to the playoffs one year, correct? Yes, he, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, now, you remember that certain guy that just won a championship with the Michigan Wolverines, Jim Harbaugh? Yes, sir. The new coach you of your that? L.A. Chargers. Yeah, do you remember that hideous, pathetic handshake there at the end of the game? I do, yep. Yep, gave the dead that, fish. That, that still burns in my mind. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought I thought, Schwartz, I thought Schwartz was going to take a cut at him. I really did. I, I thought he was going to I thought he was going to throw a right I'm, cross right at that. I thought I thought he was going to serve him that two-piece with a biscuit, bro. Man, I did too, John. Oh, my God, man. But how ironic... The Jim Harbaugh, maybe his intentions was to go back to the NFL, but first accomplish a championship as a Michigan Wolverine. Hey, mission accomplished, right? You know, he went back. The Michigan man went home. It took him a while to get it going. They were getting their butts kicked by Ohio State. He flipped that around. Did he cheat? Yeah, probably. But you know what? Nobody in Ann Arbor cares. Yeah, no, no. It's just a thing in the past for them. I mean, I've. You know that uh, that fan base is so strong and proud and uh, you arrogant. Know, uh, <laughs> uh, 
no, 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 no. You're not. Georgia Bulldog fans are arrogant. Doc, man. come on, yeah. Doc. Doc. No, Mich- Michigan fan is arrogant, okay? I'm a New York Yankee fan. I'm arrogant. I know arrogance from the <laughs> fan base when I see it, okay? <laughs> you Royal fans are arrogant? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, to say the least. But anyway, so everything that I've watched from um, ESPN, Fox, mm-hmm. all that, they're they're thinking the Lions have a slight chance, but they're comparing everybody to one San Francisco 49er, and I think he's got a shoulder injury now. Is that correct? Debo Samuel, yeah he he practiced. Yeah. He's been practicing all week. Chances are pretty good. He'll he'll be up for the game. Will he be a hundred percent? We don't know, but he's yeah, going to play. But you're going to balance and focus all of your percentage and uh, you know the outcome of the game over one player when they know golf's a better quarterback than their quarterback. Um, yeah, I would give a slight quarterback edge, but you know, you look at the weapons Purdy has to throw to. I mean, Kittle, Debo Samuel, Samuel, Brandon Ayu, Christian McCaffrey either handing off or out of the backfield. Your defense is gonna have to be on point, Doc. You know, plain no, and simple. No, they are they are. Uh real quick, I I haven't even heard if uh, the Michigan Wolverines got a coach or even close to getting a coach. Aren't they gonna uh hire Sharon Moore? And elevate him to head coach? They should. That's the last I heard. I've not heard yeah. anything since then. All right. Well, hey, we'll uh, we'll get back in touch uh, again on Monday. All right, Doc. I, by the way, I think you got a great shot to win on Sunday, and I'm going to be rooting my butt off for the Leos. So good luck. God bless you, brother. Thank All you. All right. My brother's keeper, Dr. Detroit. That's exciting, man. You know, that's it's. I imagine you went through it in 2019, oh. you know, when the tight, you know, when, when there's four teams left. And your team is one of the teams, and your team is sixty minutes away from going to the Super Bowl. Like, what was it like for you in twenty nineteen? Well, well, not to bring up just horrid memories for right. me, but I, uh, my dad is from Kansas City. He ended up driving up there, and he asked me, "He's like, you want to go? I'll drive you up there. Just buy your ticket." I'm like, "I'm saving up for the Super Bowl." I was <laughs> convinced. You touch. You touch the money. I had my I had my LA plane tickets. I was ready, ready to go. You touched the money. I did. I did. You I got patent greedy. lesson learned. Never touch the I, money. To me, John, I looked at it. I was like, this team, this team's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you beat the number one seed. You beat Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You destroy that. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is throwing five passes a game, uh, winning football <laughs> yeah. games. Derrick Henry's running up and down the football field. Right. I, right. I was convinced. Defense played great. But it was great. Uh, I even though the losing uh, to Kansas City, it, it it sucked. But that run was great. Um, it it did it make up for twenty twenty one? Absolutely not. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's another another. Story. Well, the biggest the biggest thing I, the biggest thing I remember that game is that crazy Mahomes run right yeah. before the half. And that right then and there, I, you know, I was at the game. Right then and there, I said to myself, "This game's over." You know, Kansas. There's no way Kansas City after after that play. There's no way Kansas City's losing this game and you know titans twice had 10 point leads in that game i uh i dog cussed every player on that football <laughs> field after that play I... <laughs> it was it was it was great memories it was you know unfortunately yeah. it didn't work out the way a lot of titans fans wanted to all right coming up hour number two we're going to hear more from brian callahan your phone calls and john glennon at 10 25 stick around
560 AM, 95.9 FM, Brentwood, Nashville, 1079 FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. Former President Donald Trump got up and abruptly walked out on closing arguments in his New York defamation case this morning. The walkout occurring just after Prosecutor Roberta Kaplan said, quote, Donald Trump has tried to normalize conduct that is abnormal. Trump faces a fine of millions for defaming E. Jean Carroll about sexual abuse that happened in the 1990s. The International Court of Justice ordering Israel to limit deaths in Gaza but not demanding a ceasefire. This is Court President Joan Donahue. It is grave concerned about the fate of the hostages abducted during the attack in Israel on 7 October 2023 and held since then by Hamas and other armed groups and calls for their immediate and unconditional release. The nation's latest economic snapshot is out this morning. It shows more evidence of cooling inflation. Alaska Airlines putting some of its Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes back in the air following the FAA's final inspections. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000 and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WNS. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. 
your doctor today about SkyRizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. And now, Keep It Clean Tree Service is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve in our U.S. military. Please visit USO.org and locate Military Care Package to see how you could make a difference today. This message is brought to you by Keep It Clean Tree Service. For tree trimming, tree removal, stump removal, grinding, and site management, beautify your property with Keep It Clean Tree Service. Give the pros a call today at 615-480-0029, 615-480-0029, or visit KeepItCleanSolutions.com. That's Keep It Clean Tree Service, proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. Are you ready to rock, boys and girls? Behold. It's the single greatest thing on earth. Are you listening to me? Welcome back to the Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Brought to you by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Ow. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. Ow. Nashville Sports Radio, hour number two of our little mid-morning radio program. John Burton, Pat and Cook inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. It's a football Friday. Championship games coming up on Sunday. Chiefs-Ravens, the early game, 2 o'clock kickoff. You can watch it on News Channel 5. Why do I say that? Because, well, I work there, and they probably would be happy to have me plug these stations, so... (laughs) You know, and uh, the fact that we have the game for you. And then, of course, the late game is uh, Lions at 40. I'm still wrapping my mind around the fact that the Detroit Lions are in the NFC Championship game. I've said this before. I'm 53. The last time the Lions were in the NFC Championship game, I was getting ready to graduate from college. I was entering my final semester of college. That was a long time ago. I mean, I... The only memory really of me, the Lions being okay, is kind of the Jim Schwartz era. Yeah. And even then, they weren't really great. I mean, they had some good years, but I like you. It's It's been really cool to see that city kind of grab onto something positive because, quite frankly— Detroit's been through a lot. Yeah, sure has. (laughs) They've been through a lot, and— You know, they've been a cursed franchise. You know, I've been watching ball since the late 70s, early 80s. And I remember they had a, you know, they had a, in the 82, they played at San Francisco. They had a chance to win a playoff game on a makeable field goal. They missed it at the gun. You know, they drafted Billy Sims, the Heisman Trophy winning running back out of Oklahoma. And he was off, his career was off to a great start. And then about a couple of years in, he had a really bad knee injury. And orthopedics wasn't then what it is now, and he never never recovered and was able to come back. And then you think about the three greatest players in that franchise's history. They all just raised their hands and said, I'm done. I've had enough. I can't take the losing yeah. anymore. Barry Sanders, Matthew Stafford, and Megatron, Calvin Johnson. And now here they are. And we laughed at Dan Campbell, you know, with the biting the yep. kneecaps. And man, he's crying at press conferences. I remember, you know... We what did we say? We said he was a glorified strength and conditioning coach, and it would never work. Well, I'm glad he proved me wrong. I like sure. Dan Campbell, former New York Giant, by the way, was a New York Giants tight end in the uh, early. He was on that 2000 Super Bowl team that got destroyed by the Ravens. Um, so I'm happy for Dan Campbell. I'm happy for the city of Detroit. I'd love to see him pull it off. 
on Sunday. I that would that would make my heart very happy to see the Lions somehow win this game, and I they can win this game. Yeah, they absolutely can win this game, Pat. And it's the the juggernaut of the 49ers, which for the majority of the season has been the best team in the league, I think. Right. For, for some stretch and they they had their own troubles in, in their first game uh previously against the Packers where mm-hmm. I quite frankly should have lost that football game. I agree with you 100%, you know, they missed, you know, the Packers missed a field goal and Brock Purdy was pretty below average yeah. for most of that game, but he put together that one drive late and got him into the end zone and got him the lead and you know, Jordan Love made that horrible throw late over the middle across his body. There was no way, you know. On a second like, down. Like, second like Jared, down. Like Josh Allen was looking at him going, dude, that's a bad throw. Yep. <laughs> I Brett mean, that, Favre wouldn't even that's made that That's some serious throw. arm arrogance to think yeah. you're going to fit that one in, into triple coverage. So you're right. The 49ers were a little lucky to get out of that one. Um, so it's it, to me, it's a matter of which Brock Purdy shows up on Sunday. If it's bad Brock Purdy, the Lions have a chance. Now, if the 49ers come out clicking offensively, that's gonna, you know, that could be tough for the Lions because their defense is not great. Um, especially their secondary. Aiden Hutchinson is really gonna have to have a Superman LT like performance and you know get some pressure on Purdy. And even if you don't get the sack, get him off his spot, make him throw the ball before he wants to. And, you know, Purdy has shown he can he can turn it over from time to time. But I think sure. that it's a fascinating game either way. I can't. Both games, I think, are fascinating for a number of different reasons. Let's go to the phones. Volboy joins us. Hi, Volboy. Hey, John. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Mr. Polk still down in the voice? Greg's not here. Yeah. Is he still having issues? I heard, heard him briefly yesterday. He's not here. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> That's the answer. Uh, this they throw new stuff out at at you every now and then. Can you explain to me what quad one, quad two, and quad three games are, et cetera, in basketball? Oh, uh, no, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I got I got I got to research that and look at look it up. You know, I, Steve Layman's into all that stuff. He's Mister College Basketball. I, I, Patton, do you have any idea what that quad that quad system is? Yeah, no, I, I. I, I I'm embarrassed to say, Fall Boy, I really am not too familiar with it or really understand it. I think it's, is it who you play, when you play them, or yeah, it's it's. I don't. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll look it up. We'll get you. We'll get you that information before we close out shop today. How, how's that? Sorry, I'm embarrassed. I, I do this for a living, and I have no idea what the hell it is. I'm, but hey, we're honest with the audience yes. here on Nashville Sports Radio. What else you got, Fall Boy? Tell me this: what, how, how do you uh, think the balls will stack up against Vandy on Saturday? Come on, man! <laughs> hey, they got to beat there last year. Come on, dude, ball boy! It's I, I, I think the balls will do very well tomorrow against Vanderbilt. I think I, hope so. I, I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about, ball boy. I'd love to see a well, great I, game, I, and a big part number. of me would love to see Vanderbilt pull the upset, but I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about. Yeah, they're pretty uh, thin at the moment, aren't they, in terms of... Yeah, you have Dalton out. Connect. They have Rivera-Torres, who's actually played yeah. pretty well. But, oh. you know, if, if if they just play their game and, you know, Connect does his thing, I don't I don't foresee any issues, Ball Boy. You should be fine. Yeah. All right, watch, watch Dalton Connect when he gets really 
going and, and he's you know got a good sweat going. He's, he's so pale that his skin skin almost takes on a pink. You're oh, right. Uh, Kid's got to get the tanning booth, man. <laughs> guy, gets, guy needs some vitamin D, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, JB. All right, Vol Boy. Have a great weekend. All right. Uh, we got some more of uh, Brian Callahan's uh, press conference from yesterday, do we not, Mr. Patton Cook? Purdue, uh, he addressed the media for a long time, quite frankly, almost 30 minutes. We'll play all that, but yeah. uh, here's Brian Callahan. All right. Yeah. What, what are your feelings about Will Levis, and uh, have you connected with him? I have. I have. I called Will uh, last, or I don't even know what day it is anymore, but uh, I called Will a few days ago um, after I got the job, and then I saw him here today. He, he was working out, so I got a chance to, to catch up with him. Um, I told him he's leaving town, I think, tomorrow morning, but he'll be back. But I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know him. Uh, I can't wait to get to work with him. Um, he's got a lot of really special physical talents. Um, that I'm that I'm excited to go to go see if we can make better and um, everything about him so far has been fantastic and I'm excited to get to go further down into it. Brian, your catalog of quarterbacks you work with is pretty extensive. What are some of the things you learned from guys like Peyton Manning, Stafford, etc., yeah. Burrow that you want to bring to help Levis develop the way he needs? Yeah, I've been incredibly fortunate to be around great players, um, and those guys all bring something different and unique. Uh, when you talk about Peyton Manning and his, his incredible ability to prepare, uh, the attention to detail that he brought every single day, the intensity that he went about his job, um, he shows, he, those years I was with him showed me what it was like uh, to be, what a great quarterback should look like. Um, and not everybody's going to be him, and nor is anybody expected to be, but uh, the foundation of how he went about his business was, uh, was pretty incredible. And I've taken that everywhere I've gone. Uh, as far as the Work ethic involved, the attention to detail involved, those things are really important. Um, you know, obviously, Matthew is a great player in his own right, and, and I learned that Matthew is very different from Peyton, um, but they were also uh, great players. And you let, go, you let those players be themselves. Um, and I didn't try to make Matthew do anything that he didn't want to do. He's not Peyton Manning. Uh, their personalities are different, but they're both great players. Um, and what I learned, Matthew was an incredibly tough player. Um, I've never seen a locker room rally around uh, a player like him the way that they did when I was with him in Detroit. Um, he's one of the toughest competitors I've, I've ever been around. Uh, and so you, you, you see these traits everywhere you go, and you start to realize uh, what it takes uh, for quarterbacks to be successful. And, and I feel like I've got a lot of guys I've been around. Joe Burrow, obviously, um, been around a different version of Joe. I got Joe as a, as a young player. A lot of these guys were veteran players when I was around them. Um, and Joe's a remarkable, remarkable player. Um, he's got a great feel for the game. And so to have an environment as a young player where he was growing um, and having conversations about what he liked and didn't like uh, really helped me learn how to be flexible with the approach uh, for those players and put them in position to do well. Um, as far as how they go about their daily routine, uh, what they like conceptually and schematically, um, those conversations in, that, in the quarterback room are, are able to help foster uh, hopefully a lot of success. And so... Brian, I'm sure everything will depend on. Yeah, now. yeah. I think the the biggest the biggest thing that that we want to do to start is is put the players we have in great position, um, let them be able to find their roles, uh, define what those roles are for them, uh, and put them in in the matchups that they, that we feel are to our advantage. Um, that's a very broad, general uh, offensive philosophy, but um, that's sort of the starting point. 
Uh, we want to be great detail in the passing game, uh, route definition, route spacing. Um, want to be able to complete balls at a high percentage. Uh, that's that's always going to be the goal. Um, the run game, we still want to be physical. Uh, don't don't get that uh, don't get that part twisted. That's been part of the Titans' identity for a long time, and it will continue to be. Uh, we'll be a physical football team, uh, and we'll be able to, to to run the ball the way we need to to win football games. Um, but that's probably the best way I could say it without going too far in the weeds. Been known as a guy who has been able to take quarterbacks and maximize what they do well, like you mentioned before, even to the point of adjusting from Joe Burrow to Jake Brown in the middle of the year. What's kind of the, been the key that, to that that you found in terms of maximizing what a guy can do? Communication. You know, being able to hear uh, what quarterbacks are comfortable with, uh, what they like. The offense is always going to have enough plays. There's always going to be enough scheme. And so you want to know what the quarterbacks feel great about. And, and Jake was incredible with his ability to communicate what he liked. Um, we, put it in, we put those things in for him so he could have success. Um, and that's part of what fosters a great quarterback room is the communication between uh, myself, the coordinator, the quarterback's coach, and the quarterbacks in the room um, is knowing what they, what they like and what they do well. And we try to do as much of that as possible. So if a quarterback says, I don't like something, uh, we're not going to use it. We're not going to call it. Um, and that, to me, is the most critical part. If you have great feedback and great rapport and a great relationship with those guys, they'll do a great job of giving you the information you need to help them and put them in position to be successful. And Jake was fantastic at it um, and obviously led to quite a bit of success. What is your philosophy? Brian, Brian, what is your philosophy? Sorry, what is your philosophy on defense? You're a lot about your offensive stuff, but what's your defense philosophy? Yeah, um, there's a lot of things you can talk defensively. Uh, we're working through you know, what that's going to look like for us by the types of people we're going to bring in. But at the end of the day, you got to have a very flexible and adaptable defense. You still have to be physical. You still have to run and hit. You have to tackle well. Um, you have to force errors. There's a lot of things you can do that are that in the coverage structure game, in the pressure package game, where it makes it really hard on offense. And so I know it gives me problems. I know the hard defense is the game plan against. Um, and those are the things that I'm looking for in, in the style of defense we're going to play. Um, Without getting too far down, a bunch of characteristics don't mean much until we put the pads on. But um, that's what I, that's what I look for. Is what makes it hard for me as an offensive coach. That's the style of defense that I'm looking for. Are you three four? Oh, they're multiple nowadays. Um, yeah, five man fronts are part of football. Uh, whether you're a three four, whether you're an under front, um, there's going to be those types of players. Uh, everything about the way the structure of, of the defense is built here is going to be pretty similar uh, for, as a starting point. But um, I, I hesitate to put labels on on what and how we're going to do it at this point. Does the idea of player feedback kind of inform your growth and development as a coach? Uh, it's a critical part of it. I think players, you know, they're the ones out there doing it, and you want to put them in great position. And so uh, you want to know what they like, what they think. Um, a lot of times players have great ideas. Uh, they come to the sideline in a game and, and have a suggestion, and usually when they feel really confident about it, it tends to work. And that's part of uh, the communication that's involved from player to player, from coach to player. Uh, you have to have those guys feel like they're in a place where they can say what they need to say. Uh, and they don't listen to everything. It's not always exactly uh, – not everything they, they suggest works every time. But um, you want an environment where they feel like they can do that and feel like they can have input into what's going on because they're the ones that have to go out and do it. Um, and so if a player says, I don't understand this, uh, how come we don't do it this way? Well, it's my job to explain why. And then if he just still doesn't understand it, I ask him, well, what do you think about it? Um, and you can have a good dialogue, and a lot of times you're, you're able to find a great solution to whatever the problem is you're trying to solve. How would you describe, or how would you want others to describe your teaching style, your coaching style? Um, my coaching style is, is uh, consistent. Uh, my demeanor is pretty consistent. Um, I pride myself on being a great teacher. 
Uh, that's first and foremost, as a coach, that's all you really care about is, is how well can you teach and articulate to the players what they need to do. Um, I, have the, I have plenty of intensity. Um, I'm a pretty laid back demeanor most of the time, as you guys will see. But um, when it's time to make, make corrections and, and bring the energy that's necessary, I can do that. Um, but my coaching style is, is a teaching coaching style. Uh, we're trying to make sure that our guys know exactly what to do, how to do it, um, and can go execute at, at, a, at a really high level and as fast as humanly possible. Protection has been, been a huge issue here in the last few years. Yeah. How confident are you in your ability to help identify players who can fix yeah. that? And how much schematically can you fix that? Um, there's a lot of things that go into protection. Um, some of it starts with as simple as uh, you got to go win. Uh, you got to win versus tight coverage. Um, protection is, a, is an everybody problem. Uh, the quarterback's got to get rid of the ball on time. Uh, they have to more work through progressions quickly. Um, so to say that it's a, it's a specifically the offensive line needs to fix the protection problem, I, I don't agree with that. Um, I think it's a, it's a holistic offensive issue uh, if you have protection problems. And there's a lot of ways you can uh, help weaknesses, um, highlight strengths, and everybody's involved in the process. Um, as far as profiles of offensive linemen and players, you know, obviously you're looking for, for those, the guys that are great at pass pro. Um, you're looking for guys that can anchor, guys that got great length. Um, you know, we'll talk about all the traits at a later date, but um, schematically you can help a ton. You can chip, you can bang edges. Um, backs got to be fantastic in pass protection. They got to know who to block and how to block them. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a holistic offensive issue. And so our job is to find a way to make sure everyone knows all the specifics of what we're trying to get done, and then they can technically go execute it. Brian Callahan, the new Titans head coach, at his press conference yesterday. And you're right, Pat. He talked for a long time, man. So uh, good on him. Um, I, I think I got a pretty good feel of, of what he's going to be like in terms of his demeanor and how he conducts himself at uh, media sessions like this. So uh, we'll see what happens going forward, man. A new era begins for the Tennessee Titans. New, different, a uh, little more uh, monotone uh, type of coach, but... You win football games. I, I, I mean, you can whisper to the player's ear. I, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> Tony Dungy barely said a word, but he won a Super Bowl in Indianapolis, right. and he's like revered. I think, you know, and he's a Hall of Famer. So, speaking of Hall of Famers, John Glennon covers the Titans for the Believe in Titans podcast and covers the Predators for NHL.com. He's going to join us next. You're listening to Nashville Sports Radio. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen, 
Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6 to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Welcome back live to the Strike and Spare Studios. Call or text at 615-844-5600. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. I see you bobbing your head to this groove there, Patton. You know, you're going to have to dance at your wedding. You do realize that, don't you? John, if only you knew I am a four-year star at show choir um, at Donaldson Christian Academy. I can sing and dance. Really? We have to put that to the test at some point. Meantime, a friend of show rejoins us. Good to talk with John Glennon from the Believe in Titans podcast. And, of course, he covers the Predators for NHL.com. Johnny, good morning. How are you, sir? Well, as someone famously once said, every year is different. And a lot of different things happening in my life. Uh, but it's good to talk with you, man. <laughs> I know what you're saying, and good to talk with you too, man. Well, listen, uh, you were at the Brian Callahan press conference yesterday. Uh, wanted to go, but uh, we were taping the podcast yesterday. It ran a little late, but I did listen to it. And, uh, you know, Pat and I were talking about it. Bit of a contrast in demeanor from the coach, from the new one to the previous one. Not as much bravado <laughs> and swagger. And, I don't know, your overall thoughts of what you saw from Brian Callahan, I think he, I thought he came across as very humble, appreciative, and, you know, excited for this opportunity. I mean, I, you, you can only imagine, right? 39 years old, he's about to live his dream to be an NFL head coach. 
Yeah, I think it was pretty hard to critique anything, really, in, in Brian Callahan. Oh, Koharski oh, will, though. You know that. <laughs> well, they were. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's understandable. You know, I didn't like his tie. I didn't like his tie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. But, uh, but, you know, besides the tie, no, I, I, I think, uh, you know, a smart guy, clearly, a uh, thoughtful guy, a guy, you know, uh, again, came across as very humble uh, very thankful for for everyone that had helped him to reach this point. You know, uh, you know, he, he got emotional. Uh, you know, a number of different times when he kind of reflected on his past and, yeah. and all the people who who have, who have brought him to this spot. Uh, you know, and, and I, he didn't give you know a, a ton of uh, in depth X's and O's uh, detail about about you know what we'll expect to see from the Titans. It's obviously probably too early to say that kind of thing, but. You know, I think it was also pretty clear that his top priority, naturally so, uh, was Will Levis. Yes. You know, he said he reached out to, to Will Levis not long after he'd been hired, made contact with him, had a great conversation with him, said he was very impressed with what he saw from Will Levis last year on tape, said he saw growth as, you know, as he watched uh, the games on tape. And then he saw him again yesterday, I guess, in the in the building uh, when, uh, when Will was working out, had another good conversation, so... Uh, that is certainly cause uh, for optimism for the Titans. You know, if you've got a, a guy who comes in with a quarterback whisperer reputation, and uh, obviously his first priority is Will Levis, things are, uh, you know, that's the first step in the right direction, I would say. Yeah, and I think, like I, I, I agree with you, John, I think he handled himself, you know, very well. I wouldn't say he won the press conference, but he certainly didn't lose it, right? And, you know, he said all the right things about, hey, I'd love to have Derrick Henry here. I'll find a way to make him fit in our offense. That's what... You're supposed to say right, and you know, and he, you know, he was asked about the offensive line, and you know, he gave some good uh, comments there as well. Um, you know, overall, what do you, what did you make of the hire? I think it, it makes sense to me, uh, certainly on paper. I mean, let's right. look at, at at the at the Titans. You know, the Titans have been a terrible offensive team for the past two years. You can't really point to a lot of areas outside of Derrick Henry that have really excelled. You know, it's been a poor offensive line. The wide receivers, for the most part, have not lived up to their to their billing. Uh, you know, quarterback has been a transition. You know, Will Levis showed promise, but, you know, still, still steps to be taken there. So if you've got an offense that last year was 28th overall yards, 29th passing yards, 27th in points, uh, who do you want as your new head coach? How about an offensive coordinator who's done good things with the Cincinnati Bengals. If you've got a second-year quarterback coming up uh, who's going to need some, some guiding and, and some shaping, if he wants to become you know among the, the league's better quarterbacks, again, who better than, than a guy who's had a lot of quarterback background working with guys from Peyton Manning to Derek Carr to, to Matt Stafford to Joe Burrow. Um, you know, so it, it seems like an excellent match uh, on, on paper. You know, that, that remains to be seen. You know, we're, we're going to see Brian Callahan in his first role, obviously, as the head coach. Hasn't done that before. Mm-hmm. Not only that, he's going to be a play caller for, for the first time. That's as well. right. So, you know, huge uh, uh, dual steps there and responsibilities. But, you know, the resume certainly makes sense. And, and I, I add one more thing. You know, I, I thought they were very uh, sincere, uh, kind of about the mutual attraction yesterday yeah. between the two sides you know i'm sure you know every new coach is probably going to say that but this seemed very sincere that the, they felt uh you know sort of an instant connection uh and amy adams strunk mentioned you know that that they have in common 
you know, their fathers with the significant NFL ties. Obviously, Amy Adams' father is, is Bud Adams. Uh, Brian Callahan is Bill Callahan, who's been a head coach in the NFL. Uh, and, and Rand Carson is Maurice Carson, you know, who's a Giants player, an executive. So they had that fit right away. And, and you know, Amy Adams Strunk clearly didn't want Brian Callahan to leave the building on the second interview. But going back uh, before that, you know, Brian Callahan said after that first Zoom interview, mm-hmm. he said when he got off of that, he felt like picking up the phone right away, calling Rand and saying, hey, let's let's get this done. Let, let's work this out, um, you know, because he felt so enthusiastic about it and, and he loved the fit so much. So I, I, I think, you know, again, no one's ever actually going to stand up there and say, I think this is going to be a bad fit. Uh, um, but, but I thought they were very sincere about, you know, uh, the, the attraction that, that got the process started there. Yeah, and we're talking with John Glennon from the Believe in Titans podcast and NHL.com covers the Nashville Predators. John, I like I love the fact that once they got Callahan in the building and they realized this is our guy, they told him, You're not going to Atlanta. Stay here. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna draw something up. We're gonna get this done. It they recognized the guy that they wanted and uh they didn't let him leave. Yeah, you know, they, they certainly as I say they they certainly seem to to figure this is exactly what we want in a head coach on paper personality you know I, I think that's something we need to touch on too yep you know uh, Brian Callahan's personality and and the things he was saying too you know struck me along the lines of what Amy Adams Strunk and Rand Carson have um, you know talked a lot about in terms of collaborative there's that uh, word again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In terms, in terms of kind of playing well with others, yep. if you will. And, you know, I, I we talked about Mike Bragg's swagger. Uh, and, you know, he, no doubt that this guy's kind of, you know, the, the alpha male type mm-hmm. uh, who, who maybe takes up too much oxygen in a room at times. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's, that played into a part in, in Brian Callahan being such an attractive option as well. So one, one part of me says, Hey, you know, I, I would have uh, liked to have seen the Titans maybe go for a few more second interviews. Yeah, you know, maybe uh, you know whether it was a Mike McDonald, the the Ravens, uh, you know, defensive coordinator, whether it was Aaron Glenn, the 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 Lions defensive coordinator, even Dan Quinn. They never talked uh, you know, to Ben the, Johnson, did they? The never Lions talked OC. To ben Johnson. Yeah, you know, as far as we know, Ben Johnson wasn't interested. You know, that's kind of the only. Uh, logical conclusion I think we can draw, but they never spoke with him, even though they had requested an interview with him. But certainly, like, you know, Bobby Slowick had had a first interview. Maybe it would have been interesting to see what he had. But on the other hand, I, I can't blame Amy Adams Strunk. You know, uh, coaches were going fast, or, you know, were likely to go fast. Right. Uh, and if you feel like your guy, you know, if you feel like you found your guy, hey, I, I don't blame her for, for locking him up. John, uh, obviously the other half of this story is Rand Carthon, right? He gets bumped up to executive vice president and general manager. Um, you know, Amy basically is giving him the power over the roster, over the coaching staff. It is his show. It is officially his show now going forward. And what I like about it, I never liked the arrangement of Carthon and Vrabel last year. I didn't think it would work. And, you know, whatever. I'm not putting myself over, but I was proven right, right? We don't know how this Absolutely. is going to work, right? But we do know this. At least now we have an organizational flow chart. We know who reports to who, who is responsible for what. There's no questions. There's no, hey, we'll wait and see what happens. Cross that bridge when we come to it, which is what you know. both Rand and Vrabel told me when I asked him about it last year at the Combine. 
I like this going forward for the franchise. What say you? I, I agree. I, I like the definition. I like the public definition also, whereas last year, you know, fans and, and media and, and whoever followed the Titans were kind of left wondering, uh, you know, at, at times, well, who exactly has the final say in, in a lot of these matters? And I, I think I got the sense that both Mike Brabel and Rand Carthen were wondering the same things, who gets final say. But I'll tell you this, knowing, you know, Mike Brabel's personality, uh, you know, I, I think if there was anything that was left up in the air in terms of decision-making, I suspect it was probably Mike Brabel yeah. who grabbed the reins and said, I'm going to make this decision. Uh, you know, I've been here for five years. Right. I've had some success. Uh, Ran, you're, you're new on board here, so maybe take a back seat for right now. I, I don't know that. I wasn't in their meetings, but I would guess. That seems like a safe went, assumption. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but now, you know, we, we can see – um, what Rand Carson is responsible for, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it includes 53-man roster, mm-hmm. you know, which, which coaches certainly love to have as well. But now we, we know how to more, I think, uh, uh, judge Rand Carson. You know, it was tough to, to say, really, during his first year, uh, you know, how much of a role he had in everything. Yep. You know, whether, whether that was bringing on free agents, you know, certainly some guys were signed on his watch, and and some had connections to him. Mm-hmm. So you certainly, you know, you, you figure, um, you know, he, he played a significant role there. But uh, again, it, it, there was a lot that that was not that that was left sort of undecided in the, in the power vacuum between uh, Mike Brabel and Rand Carthen. And now we know we can say, okay, Rand Carthen, you're the guy in terms of free agency. We know to say, okay, you signed these guys, you did a good job, you or you did not do a good job. Uh, and in terms of the draft, too, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure Mike Brable played a, a, a significant role in the draft, too, whereas going forward, it's going to be Rand Carthen's baby. Uh, so if, if they go, uh, you know, six rounds without drafting a wide receiver again, well, that's going <laughs> to fall squarely on the shoulders of Rand Carthen as to maybe sharing the blame this time. Yeah, you know, and I'm rooting for Rand for a number of reasons. I hope he, I hope he has success, but, you know, it's one of those things where we know where the blame pie goes to, right? You know, if he does well, we'll praise him. If he doesn't do well, we'll rip him a new one professionally, of course. We won't get personal. Um, you know, we never we never do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just I just like the, the fact that there is actually, you know, a flow chart. You surprised at all that neither Amy or Rand took uh, questions yesterday? Uh, yes and no. I, I'm not really surprised at, at Amy. She seems very uh, uninterested in facing the, uh, <laughs> the, the general media, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is uh, disappointing. Yeah. Um, you know, I know she's done some interviews with the the team media. And, and you know, I think, you know, in the last one, Mike, Mike Keith did a good job with that. But at the same time, you, you know, you're not getting all the objective questions. I exactly. Think, but, uh, the, the media would throw at her and, try, and maybe, you know, follow-up questions as well mm-hmm. if, if her answers weren't clear. So that's disappointing but not surprising. Uh, again, I, I really think from time to time, if she's the one making significant decisions, she has to be responsible and, and answer questions on them as well. I, I think on the Rand Carthen front, my guess is it was more of, hey, this is a day – uh, for for Brian Callahan to be the guy, yeah, but it was uh, his day too. I mean, the guy got a significant bump in his yeah, responsibilities oh and yeah, yeah. his role. I thought maybe he would, you know, speak on that a little bit more. No, yeah, I yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I I think maybe what what they were doing, you know, because to me the previous day 
it was kind of an odd thing for me to to announce both the bump and right. Callahan at the same time because as soon as you announced Rand Carthen's promotion, everybody was talking about Rand Carthen's promotion as opposed to their announcement of of the new head coach. And I know we had basically known that that Brian Callahan was going to be the guy, but still right. from a team perspective, you you completely doused the their you know their their big splash announcement of their own head coach. Um, by giving you, you know, new news as well. So everybody spent yesterday, or excuse me, the day before yesterday, talking about Rand Carthen. So that that was my, that's my guess as to why he wasn't up there yesterday. You know, maybe they felt like, okay, this is just Brian Callahan's day, and and you know, maybe Rand Carthen will will have his uh, his session um, going forward. I hope um, that Rand Carthen will be more available to the media going forward than, than he has been. Yeah, uh, you know, in in his first year, and he talked that about guy, that, you know, didn't he? He talked about that that you know yeah. he's he's he you know he's learning that you know he, you got to be out there you know, a little but, bit more. Yeah, and and you know, and I hope he feels maybe a little bit more comfortable yeah. in, in speaking, uh, you know, a little bit more at ease, maybe in a you know showing a little bit of of, of personality. Not that that's vital, but I think it helps. Mm-hmm. And then B, I thought the last time he he spoke with us, you know, some some pretty basic questions that, that he didn't answer were things like, you know, what is the vision, you know, for, for the team? You know, what are some qualities you want in the head coach? And, and in, you know, in most cases, a general manager, you know, would, would offer up some answers. They might be vanilla, but you, you would give some type of answers on that anyway. I mean, that's a, a pretty obvious question. What's the direction of the franchise? And, and in both other instances, he kind of said, no, I'd rather not talk about that. Right. I'll, I'll talk about that later. And to me, you know, come on, you, you got to have some answers to some pretty basic questions like that. So my hope is going forward that that he will a be more accessible and b perhaps now that that the role is clarified, be be more comfortable uh, in, in in talking with us as well, and then giving his message not only to us but obviously to to the fans as well. Yeah, it ain't that hard to come out and say, you know, we want to sustain success, we want to compete for championships. I mean, sure. you know, that's, right. that's a pretty easy vision statement. I don't think you know you're you're giving yeah. out too many trade secrets by doing that. You know. Yeah, and 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 to the and I'm, I'm along the same lines. The, the question about the coach, yep. you know, you know, what are some characteristics you want to see in a head coach? You're not asking. You're not even asking whether offensive or defensive. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're not asking for a detailed blueprint of what what you you want your guy to do. Just some basic characteristics. Again, you know, I, I don't think would have been been too much to respond. But uh, well, I, I think it's just kind of a fresh start a year into his role for for Rand Carson. So. Uh, we'll we'll see how that changes. Who wins Sunday? Who's going to the Super Bowl? Oh boy, tough to uh, tough to go against the uh, the home team. Yeah, I, yeah. I really got to say, I certainly think San Francisco uh, is is the, uh, is the is the team to beat in the NFC. You know, I um, I, I I underestimated um, uh, you know Green Bay uh, the the previous week and and. Um, you know, I, I learned my lesson. You shouldn't always go for the for the home favorites. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys were smacked around. But uh, getting back to this game, I, I think you know Detroit is a very solid team. Um, they do a lot of things well, but uh, you know San Francisco to me is just head and shoulders uh, in, in terms of the uh, the NFC. And on the other side of the uh, the equation, um, I, I think the Ravens are just a little bit too tough uh, at home. For the Chiefs, I think they do. Uh, you know, both sides of the ball, they're they're so good. We talked about, you know, Mike McDonald, their uh, their young defensive coordinator, what he has done 
this year has been great and, and you know, to complement what the Ravens have, have had on offense, uh, you know, and Lamar Jackson having the MVP year playing at home, I, I think they're going to be tough to knock off. Johnny, always appreciate the time. We'll get you back on again real soon. Talk some Preds hockey, okay? Sounds good, John. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good weekend. Enjoy Championship Sunday. You do the same. All right. There he goes. John Glennon, Believe in Titans podcast and NHL.com. Covers the Nashville Predators. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Give us a call. 615-844-5600. At Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf. There's something that binds us all. The collective goal to transcend the ordinary. Introducing the new Callaway AI Smoke Driver. The new AI design club has multiple sweet spots across the face, making it an average of seven yards longer than the prior model. Visit us in store for a free custom fitting at your local Edwin Watts Golf Shops or shop us online at WorldwideGolf.com. Get there. Hello, I'm Greg Pogue, and welcome to High Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight, presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. Three men's teams are undefeated after the first week of league play. UT Martin is 2-0 after two road wins, while Moorhead State and Western Illinois are 1-0 after also winning on the road. Road teams went 6-3 during the open weekend. Women's teams were even more dominant on the road by going 8-1 last week. Southern Indiana and UT Martin are both 2-0 in OVC play after road wins, while Eastern Illinois, Moorhead State, and Western Illinois are each 1-0. The lone women's team to win a home game was Tennessee State, which outlasted Little Rock in overtime. Two of the top three scoring performances in the OVC were last week, with Southern Indiana's Jeremiah Hernandez scoring 35 points at SEMO, while Moorhead State's Riley Minix had 34 points two days later against the Red Hawks. Little Rock's Jameer Chaplin and Moorhead State's Riley Minix were named OVC men's co-player and co-newcomer of the week, while Little Rock's Jalen Crocker-Johnson was top freshman. Macy McGlone at Eastern Illinois was named the Women's Player of the Week, while top newcomer was Little Rock's Leilana Wimbish Gay. UT Martin's Kinley McCarn was Freshman of the Week. For complete information on this year's OVC Basketball Championships presented by United at Fidelity Bank, which will be March 6th through the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville, visit www.ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. If you've been drinking, don't drive, and always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Greg Pogue wishing everybody a great week of OVC basketball. You won't believe it until you OVC it. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Hi, I'm Test Director Rick from ServPro, the leader in cleaning, restoration, and construction. It's my job to make sure our pros are prepared for anything. Storm damage? Fixed. Flood damage? We're on it. Fire damage? Not anymore. Aliens? What? Aliens? We cleaned those sites a while ago. 
no matter the disaster. Our pros will make it like it never even happened. Find out why SurfPro is the number one choice for residential and commercial restoration projects, large and small. Visit SurfPro.com today. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. Welcome back live to the Strike and Spare Studios. Call or text at 615-844-5600. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Let's go right to the phones. Tony in Nolensville joins us. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, guys. Good morning, John. Good morning, Tony. Well, it's official. The uh, Cali, that's what they call it. It's the nickname, Cali. John, are you going to dress in this Cali? <laughs> um... Uh, maybe when I, once I get to know him, I'm, I'll probably once just get to know I'll start but, off with uh, Brian or Coach right now. <laughs> right, going the back Cali to Cali. collaboration era begins. Yeah, there's that and, word again. Uh, so it's going to be interesting seeing mm-hmm. guys. This Sunday, the NFL conspiracy with the NFL and the Swifties uh, partnership. I believe it comes to an end. You've got all the NFL people. They're trying. I don't to know, Tony. I'm 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 looking at the script right here for the 2023 season. <laughs> Wait till you see yeah, what <laughs> happens on Sunday. You're you're not gonna believe it. I'll give you a little hint. Donna Kelsey heel turn. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's unbelievable, guys. It really is. It really is. It's, I mean, you got the Swifties behind the. Red 80-some jerseys. You got uh, NFL fans starting to listen to uh, Taylor's music. It's a, it's such a combination. But you know what? The two best teams are going to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and Kansas City is not one of them. I'm yeah, I like the Ravens on Sunday. I'm with you. I was just going to say, I like the Ravens on Sunday. I'm with you. Uh, right there. And, guys, last night, I don't know if you guys caught any of it. Uh, you might have the – Women's South Carolina LSU game. Uh, Kim Mulkey with LSU, she needs to get a grip on herself. Yeah, good luck with that. She really needs to tone herself <laughs> down. Ain't happening. And, and I mean, it's, she's really out of control. Well, she won she that really natty, so bad. now you can't tell her a damn thing. So you know, well, she went bought one. Is what she did, but but yeah. that's all legal. Hey, it's all legal. That's right. That's right. And uh, so you're right. You can't tell her a damn thing, and. She's down there and she is she's telling everybody else what to do and mm-hmm. wearing her Las Vegas sequence outfit. <laughs> Bless I her mean, heart. She looks like she's putting on a burlesque show. Bless her heart. And I've never seen a jacket that had a sponsorship as big as Coca Cola on the side of it. <laughs> I, got, I didn't see that. I'll have to I'll have to look at that. Yeah, I'll she's a, and and one of her assistant coaches, John. In fact, I don't know if you saw it. She looks like Elvira. <laughs> really? She's in black leather with a white mink stole on, and she's one of the assistants. 
Hey, man, whatever it takes to get attention, you know. She's trying to get attention oh, for women's. You know what? She's As trying to get attention for herself, Tony. Staley, yeah. Don Staley, she took care of business, and they went back home having a fun trip on the plane. Yeah, now hey, that. Guys, have a great thanks. weekend. And now they got Vanderbilt coming up, and, uh, you know, uh, would love to see Shay Ralph pull the upset, but probably not going to happen. All right, Eric, you will close us out. Stay on the line. We're back to wrap it up next. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. The traditional first year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10 year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20 year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. Just start with Brable being fired. Mm-hmm. Your initial reaction. Called it, felt it coming for weeks now, yeah. if not months. Not surprised. That's he, my that's he, my reaction. I thought he got himself fired. How so? Just by being Mike Brable. Yeah. I think if he really, really wanted to be the coach here, he would be. I agree with you 100%. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. 
The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, putting the fun in dysfunctional. And now it's time for the NFL Roundup with our guy, Eric. Well, that music can only mean one thing. It is time to go around the national football What's up, Eric? Hey, guys, I know we're near the end of the show, but before I get to my picks in the Super Bowl, two yeah. quick things that I heard this week that I just hate these prisoner of the moment takes, and you may or may not have heard about this, John. Where Shannon Sharp a few days ago said if Lamar Jackson has a great game Sunday and has a great game in the Super Bowl, he's throwing them in the top ten. I said, are you kidding me? All time? Yeah, that's what he said. That's a little early for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, that means he's a Hall of Famer, which I don't think he is. He's missed not yet. two seasons. Yeah, uh, five games of the last two seasons. No, not yet. Now, if he has another great one and wins another Super Bowl, I'd probably consider him a Hall of Famer, but I don't know if he's top ten then. And then you had my dog Russo a few days later said that if Patrick Mahomes somehow gets to and wins this Super Bowl, he's considered him the greatest of all time above Tom Brady. I said, please. Look, <laughs> maybe you can throw him in the top ten, but there's no way at this point I'm putting him above Brady. I'm not still not putting him above my Montana. Yeah, and Eric, know you know, if- you know, you gotta I know you love to watch these shows first take, get up yeah. undisputed and you know, yeah. all these things. Actually, I don't you- watch undisputed. Okay, yeah. Nobody does. Um, <laughs> for one reason. Um, yeah. but you got to take you got to take what they say with a grain of yeah. salt. They're yeah. they're they're yeah. trying yeah. to you know it's it's like WWE. They're trying to entertain yeah. you. They're cutting promos. Yeah. And, and, you know and it's all clicks, it's all I guess, BS. I guess for clicks, yeah. But real quickly on the games. Uh, first of all, I definitely think Detroit has a shot at Debo Samuel doesn't play. I don't know if they're going to win. I'm pulling for them. Mm-hmm. I'm taking them plus the points. But if Demo Samuel plays, then I definitely like four looks Nashville looks Kansas. like he's going to play. He's been practicing yeah, yeah, yeah. all week, so it and looks Baltimore, like he's going to play. And Baltimore, I want him to win. It's hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes. If it was anybody else, I would definitely say Baltimore. I would not be shocked if. Well, this is a uh, much different defense yeah, they're going to yeah, be going yeah, up yeah. against well, than last week. I agree with you. I'm pulling for Lamar. The only one I'm not pulling for, of course, is Jadavion Clowney. That's the only guy I wouldn't pull for. But I know what CBS wants and the NFL wants. They want San Francisco and Kansas City because that's, of course, the most rated. I think it would still get a lot of rates, but that's what they want because they figure out to get the most ratings with the four nines and especially Kansas City and with Taylor Swift. So, but we'll see what happens. Guys, y'all take care. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, Eric. Well, like I said, Patton, I'm look. We've been looking at the script all morning. Yes, and we can't say anything. We've been sworn to secrecy, but folks, just tune in on Sunday. Wait till you see what happened. Oh my gosh! All right, did they? Do they really think they can get away with this? Unreal. I, I mean, mean <laughs> the, everybody needs to have six devices open on CBS. The ratings, uh, it, it's going to be crazy. I mean, the stuff that they've got planned for these two games, my God, wow. So, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, my apologies to the great John Glennon who joined us in 1025. I failed to mention that he works for the Nashville Post as well as NHL.com and the Believe in Titans podcast. So uh, my apologies to John Glennon and uh, charge it to my head, Johnny, and not my heart. You know, Johnny knows I love him. What do you got going on this weekend, pal? A little DCA tonight, and then uh, I'm just taking back the football this weekend. Looking forward to it. Uh, Not a whole lot playing for me. Luckily, I'm not having to. So tomorrow's your day to go antique shopping and all that stuff with the fiancé. And then Sunday's your day. Is that kind of how you got it planned? Uh, DIYs for the wedding on uh, Saturday and yeah. then Sunday. Uh, she can <laughs> DIY as much as she wants. <laughs> She'll be in the kitchen. Hey, what do you think? And you're just sitting there watching it. <laughs> Sounds great, honey. 
Exactly. McFarland's coming up at 2. They will have Tony Kemp, former Vanderbilt baseball star, current MLB free agent. Make sure you're checking them out. And, of course, uh, great programming all weekend long. We will be back sometime at some point. I'm getting out of here. I'm uh, heading back to the underground back home. I'll be back uh, next week. Have fun, John. Thanks, man. And, uh, you know, just uh, head on a swivel, my friend. Keep on keeping on. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day, great weekend. Jim Rome is next. AM 95.9 FM Brentwood